1: The brighter side. How you doing? It's a cynic's look at optimism. I'm Ed Larson, and joining me today is the two most wonderful ladies in the world, Miss Amber Nelson. Yeah, yippee yeah yay, yippee yeah. woo, yippee-tai-yay. bang bang, bang bang, bang bang, bang bang. And Miss Mary Kelly. How you doing, Mary? I'm great. Oh man, this is so wonderful. We are in hot, sweaty LA. I found us a secret room in the third building of my buildings, and we're in there recording and. Hopefully, this all works out. Hopefully, it won't be too echoey and people don't sit there and watch us like a bunch of monkeys in a zoo. But if they do, good for them, good for us.
2: I hope they listen to our conversations. I hope they do. And I hope they call the police.
1: (laughs) Or just subscribe. You know, you could subscribe on iTunes and, you know, there's more of these coming out all the time. But today, the important thing that we're talking about, the very, very important subject is... That fun guy himself, Mr. Mushroom Cap, how you doing, buddy?
0: Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm gonna give you the best day of your life or the worst day of your misery. You know, I'm gonna make you a psychopath. Oh, pick up that knife! Look into the hell that's inside your own soul. <laughs> oh, trees are underground and above ground. Whoa! Oh, <laughs>
1: But yeah, no, we didn't know what to talk about. And so we're just thinking of wrapping on what's been going on with us lately. And it turns out we've all done mushrooms in the past recent times.
2: (laughs) Yeah, pretty recently. (laughs) The thing about mushrooms is it can give you a very positive experience where you're open and enlightened and the world is sparkling and your body is made of diamonds. And you crawl out of it and you uh, learn something positive about yourself. Or in my experience, in an old church in Rhode Island in the basement, you can see that hell is real mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that it is a part of all of our souls and there is a very deep dark thing brought over from the old world to the new world and some people are trying to push us back into the dark ages Ooh. i'll say it i'll say it again
1: so There's king mushrooms in a church
2: yes i thought it was an old theater and i was like this will be fine and then it was a And then I felt these spirits, and I felt this oppression around me, and someone said, oh, this was an old church. And I did some research on it, and Rhode Island is where some of the few first settlers came over from the old world. It still has that old world feeling, you know? Uh Like everything's on a coaster, everything's said in a hush. (laughs) I hate Rhode Island. I always say Rhode Island is a a, a woman laying in a room full of antiques trying to remember the last
1: time she came. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why they let it be a state. It's so small and stupid.
2: Stupid. (laughs) And it's like beach culture, but the wrong kind of beach culture. It's like conservative beach
1: culture. I hear hear Newport's nice. Yeah, but it's all rich people with boats and shit like that.
2: Yeah, and the boat's made to, like, conquer the ocean. You know, they're all, like, the name of their current hot-tittied wife. It's not like a small little piro out in the swamps that I love.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So who are you doing mushrooms with?
2: myself
1: yeah that's the best way to do it a lot of people say you shouldn't do mushrooms by yourself i think you really find out something about you if you can handle it of course yeah you know i mary you do what you did mushrooms by yourself
3: oh yeah i did mushrooms in the rocky mountains while i drove out to california
1: god damn that must have been fun
3: i um made peace that i'm gonna die oh yeah we're all gonna die mary (laughs) I know.
1: But you finally made peace with
3: it. I was just looking at the mountains being
2: like, man, I can't wait to go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's because you came from a hard place and you've you've become a mature adult on your own and you're finding your footing and you're doing your thing. So if you were to die under these circumstances, way better than if you were to stay home and like, I don't know what kind of God awful life in an Irish home you'd have, but uh, (laughs) making bread full of your... (laughs) Baby's intestines. I don't know. I was
3: born in 1990.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Irish are always back in 1802. Yeah. Every home. It's true. It's true. It's nothing but lace. You got to no.
1: keep those floors made out of dirt so you can grow potatoes.
3: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> grew up in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice middle class home. <laughs> but I appreciate.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I find it's best to be racist to the different kinds of whites. Oh,
2: Italians? Oh,
3: it's fine. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, Italians are so much fun to make fun of with oh, their slippery... Oh, I'm making fun of
2: you. Oh, yeah. What are you going to do with your spaghetti hands? It's <laughs> a wonder
1: that they're able to steal anything with their palms being so oily.
4: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard
2: for them to run away because they got grapes on their feet from yeah, stomping yeah. wine all day. <laughs>
1: Uh, you know, but someone's got to do the plumbing in this town. And so we'll let the Italians keep working at it. <laughs> okay. Cause the one thing they know is being wrist deep and shit. Mm. Yeah, it's from all the hacking up all those bodies. From mafia. Oh know. yeah. What do you think about Italians, Mary?
3: I think they're great.
1: <laughs> Someone asked him, you know, otherwise like we would have their... got rid of them a long time ago.
3: Listen, if there weren't Italians, I'd be down to like three races who will re- date me. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that, well, that guy in the elevator loved you. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, man. There, Mary almost got married on the way up to the studio. It was wonderful.
2: Mm-hmm. He called you out on your style. He's like, mm-hmm. your style's great. He mm-hmm. said most people would sleep on it, which I think is a neg. I think that's one mm-hmm. of those things boys do when they want to give two positive, one negative
4: mm-hmm.
2: or whatever. But uh, he he was, you know, smacking his lips looking at that pussy hole. Come at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in California now. <laughs>
1: Man, I remember one of the first times I ever did mushrooms was by myself. And everyone, everyone in, this is back in high school, and everybody was like so like, they couldn't believe that I was doing mushrooms by myself. I went and picked a bunch of mushrooms with my friend in this field at this farm that he knew Ooh. of. And he's like, oh, we'll go out to uh, Yeehaw Junction and we'll pick some mushrooms.
3: Yeehaw, Yeehaw Junction? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I know you. Yeehaw Junction. <laughs>
1: really? Oh, yeah, yeah. 50 miles from anywhere in the world. And... uh <laughs> <laughs> and we're out there in Yehaw Junction picking some mushrooms and I come at one point I got really scared I actually ran into a lake because I thought a bull was going to kill me. Mm. That was one of the craziest things of my life. I'm picking these mushrooms and I'm like peeking my way through hedges and it was like in a cartoon I came like I peeked my head out through the hedges and like nose to nose with a fucking bull. Mm. And I was and it just went <clears throat> Like that, and I just fucking ran into. The, <laughs> I just ran into the lake. I just,
2: <laughs> Best place to go, I imagine. Bulls are too heavy to swim. It
1: ain't coming in that lake. You no. know, it was fine, and he didn't care that I was there. It turned out to be, but I was scared shitless.
3: Cows are very docile.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, bulls have a bad reputation. You know, mm-hmm. they see red, they go crazy, they hit things. And you
3: love wearing red.
1: I love wearing red. Back then, I was more of a Miami Dolphins only kind of wardrobe, <laughs> but now, you know, I, I switch it up occasionally. <laughs> But <laughs> but uh, needless to say, I got back to my house and I had this like dare bag, dare gym bag full of mushrooms and which is like, you know, a couple pounds and I lay them out to dry out in the sun and I I don't know what to do. I'm like, oh, do, do these work? What's going on? So I'm like, I guess I'll eat a couple to see, what's, see if they work. Wow, man. And I just ate some. I ate like three of them and I started like beaming in like 20 minutes. And then everyone came over to buy them, and they're like, "So how much are these?" So I'm like, oh, "I don't know. I am just like you know, I'm 16 years old, so I'm just like, ah, you know, I'll give you like you know, like three for 20, you know." And they're like, "Sure, you yeah, know, sure." They're like, "How do you know they work?" And I'm like, "I'm tripping right now." <laughs> 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 and they like looked in my eyes. They're like, "Holy shit, you are man!" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's right." I'm going to listen to some more 311 when you guys leave here. (laughs) (laughs) But man, I just had a good time tripping at a fish concert. It was wonderful. I ate a bunch of mushrooms and went and saw fish. God damn, I had such a great time.
2: Well, that band was like made for mushrooms. You don't go to a fish concert sober. That's what I'm worried about you.
1: I went to a fish concert sober Mm -hmm. uh, when I was 16 years old, Mm -hmm. like 21 years before this fish concert. And I hadn't been back since. And I was like, "This is fun. I like." It. Someone actually, I was so straight edge back then. Someone like offered me a joint, and I was like, "No, man. What are you kidding me?" Like I got like mad.
2: And then you did mushrooms. I in a I
3: can't seal. imagine you being like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing you getting born as the fattest baby in Florida with a joint in your hand.
1: <laughs> I Just, wish I was like that. But it, it literally like I tried weed, and then I smoked every day since pretty much. Except for a year I was on probation. took Mm. that year off. So
2: it is a gateway drug, marijuana. I mean, I
1: guess. I mean, it's just the first drug you get your hands on. I mean, you could say Flintstone vitamins are a gateway drug.
3: You know, they say gateway drugs are bad things, but in my experience, going through gates is fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, how is she going to get to the house?
3: Exactly. Or
1: the pool. You know, it's, uh, gates are made for walking through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, cigarettes are more of a gateway drug than marijuana, I'd say. I cigarettes
2: mean, are real bad for you.
3: And
1: they'll ruin your fucking life. Mm-hmm. You know, marijuana just make you a decent human being.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I think you're supposed to be anxious all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's like a survival instinct. I think so. And and marijuana
2: takes that all away.
1: Oh, no. Definitely you could sneak up behind me at any given moment because i'm usually stoned to the gills
2: Hmm. except for now i do think people shouldn't smoke weed till they're like 22 Mm -hmm. like you should do the school thing Mm -hmm. and you should figure out who you are a little bit and then smoke some
3: weed well they say that because if you're under 22 and you have schizophrenia if you smoke marijuana it can induce it early
1: nah that makes sense that actually explains a couple of my friends back in the day but uh, I had a good time smoking at sixteen. It was a lot more fun back then. I got most of. I'm see. I'm the opposite. I got most of my drug use done like in high school in the first like two years of college. What? And then I was just like, yeah. I and since then I do like mushrooms once a year, maybe. And then like acid every once in a while. I like to have it, but I haven't done it. Like I don't know. I want to say you like, just have acid lying around. I. Gave it away recently to, okay. uh, to one of it's our... It's like assistants. how people will have
3: a bottle of champagne just in case. <laughs>
1: I think it's good to have drugs around. You yeah, know, you never know when you're going to need them, you know, mm-hmm. like not like Coke or anything like that, but, you know, a couple of hits of acid, some mushrooms, stick it around, stash it, you know, who knows? A party shows up, mushroom mood, look what Eddie's got. Big bag of mushrooms. I but, do have some
3: mushrooms in my car right now. Oh, I
1: probably shouldn't say that. This is what I'm talking about. The cops aren't listening and it doesn't matter because you don't have a license plate. <laughs>
2: the <laughs> I have a temporary plate. That, <laughs>
1: that is expired.
2: Everybody should do some kind of psychedelic
1: drug though. Oh, absolutely. I think people should
2: you're a little more empathetic to the world, you discover more of who you are. Mm-hmm. You could I just want Tommy Loren to do acid, you know?
1: You know, <laughs> you know it's the and Coulter is a big uh jam band fan. Really? Yeah, she loves Fish and Grateful Dead and the Allman Brothers. Isn't that crazy? She likes the Allman Brothers? She loves the Allman Brothers. But she's like evil. I know, I learned, it made me so mad that she liked the Allman Brothers. But she she also loves hanging out with comedians. She's always at the comedy cellar. What
2: she says and who she is are two different things. Like she'll Mm -hmm. say like women need to stay at home and have the kids and that's a beautiful use of your body. Mm -hmm. But she's off like writing books and touring the world. If the world that she isn't stating were to happen she would have the door locked behind her. She would not be out giving speeches. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Imagine doing mushrooms with Ann Coulter. That would be an interesting situation. Just watching that skeleton teeth chatter at you, just (laughs) screaming about fucking horrible shit.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I saw her at the stand one time. Yeah, she loves hanging out with the comics.
3: Does she look like that in real life? Like a little bit. You can haunted. tell it's her,
2: but she has yeah. a couple more pounds on her because the the camera for some reason the camera loses weight on her. She just looks more emaciated on camera. Hmm. I think because it catches her soul. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's us you see. Know, the only proof that there is one, I guess. What was it? I would say for doing mushrooms though, uh, back getting back on track. A good tip for me is I I always like to give this tip if you're doing mushrooms and you start freaking out, you know, just you know, just sit there remind yourself that you're on mushrooms and this will be over soon Mm -hmm. you'll be able to continue your life in a couple hours you just gotta ride out this crazy banana snake and just you know and live your life
3: also bring plenty of water Water. in my experience every time i freaked out on drugs if i have water i'm totally fine Mm -hmm. it's something about you know you have nice cool water and then you can think about drinking the water and how nice it feels to drink water yeah And if you want to intensify
1: your trip... Drink orange juice. Mm. Little, really? Yeah, a little tip. Little gives you gives you a little goose in your poos.
2: And Coulter gave you that tip?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What?
2: And Coulter gave you that tip? No,
1: no, 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 Woody, my drug addict friend, who's probably dead, gave me. Woody that tip. Allen? No, 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 no. Woody would. I mean, Woody Allen would be lucky to be this kind of Woody. <laughs> Wait, his name was Forrest, but we called him Woody because uh, trees are wood. And trees. He always wood. Had a Wait, did you know
3: him in Tallahassee?
1: <laughs> no, uh, I knew him in high school and middle school. And he got kicked out of our high school because he overdosed on horse tranquilizers one day. Mm. And so they, they sent him to rehab and then he came back with a bunch of acid that he bought for some guy in rehab. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing too well these days. We'll find out. I'll, I'll look him up on the old Facebook and see if there's a big X through his face. Uh,
4: yeah. <laughs> that is the way
3: they let you know if people die on Facebook. They just put a big X through their profile page.
1: you guys, what do you do when someone dies on Facebook? Do you stay friends with them or do you delete them?
2: say friends and it's weird to like look at their page because sometimes family members post things Mm -hmm. in their honor and i'm like you're posting under janae it's so weird
4: yeah Mm -hmm.
2: i unfollow you after i mean because people keep posting yeah Mm -hmm. i knew someone whose
3: like parents were posting like every week and at a certain point you're like jesus christ you gotta knock this off it's a monday i don't want to think about this Mm -hmm. i got
1: shit to do yeah i got rid of my guys too steve rosen sorry buddy no more facebook page for you Steve's, at a
3: certain point, take it down. Yeah, you got to take it down after a year. Take it down, mm-hmm. it's just a painful reminder. Well, then, every once in a while, someone will post, like, Can't believe it's been 22
2: months.
1: Yeah, and then you'll invite them to your murder fish show, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they show up and they're yeah, like, yeah. I loved it. So
1: I am Uncle Blake. Remember me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I will say one thing about the mushroom trip I took, and even though it was horrible, a good I have a stronger sense of self, because I remember I went to the basement, and then I went to the attic, and I was all alone. It was all dark, and I was thinking just about dark ages, and this is hell, and what it was like to not even be a, like a human, just my body is a commodity to be thrown into like making iPhones or clothing or bridges mm-hmm. or whatever. I said, uh, you know what, Amber? I do not like this, and I'm going to get up right now, and I'm going to walk away. Which we always forget that we can do in times of crisis. You always forget, I can get up and I can walk away. That's a good lesson. Yeah.
1: But make sure you're not walking into the street or a river.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) During my trip,
3: I felt very relaxed. I went hiking around a huge lake in Colorado by myself for like 10 hours. Oh, that
1: sounds wonderful. It was
3: really nice. I was walking through Pike National Forest, too. And my favorite takeaway was that it doesn't really matter what human beings do because the mountains will still be there.
2: They will. We
3: could go totally extinct and the earth will
1: still be here. It's
2: the tits of the earth.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. Did you know the um, Appalachia Mountains are the oldest mountains in the world? Mm-hmm.
2: Really? Yeah,
1: yeah. They used to be taller than the Himalayas.
2: Wow. What happened? Just a bunch of sandscrapers? Rain.
1: Or- bunch of shitty Sandscrapers? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Those uh, those awful sand scrapers. <laughs> These goddamn mountains are too tall. Someone get in there and scrape them down. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, sir. <laughs> are they union sand scrapers? Oh, uh, you know, they're illegal in some states, but other ones are very much needed, like in Nevada. Listen. Uh, Do
2: you think there's mountain goats? Ghosts?
1: mountain ghosts
2: ghosts like ghosts that live in the mountains like spirits that live there forever that are like part of the old old world you know before civilization if
1: somebody falls off a mountain is there ghosts on the top of the mountain or is it on the bottom of the mountain where they fall and die fuck what
2: (laughs) i said fuck maybe both oh
1: (laughs) what do you think mary Ghost on top, ghost on the bottom.
2: I think
3: it depends on the personality of the ghost. Oh, yeah, you yeah. know, were they a defeatist in life? In the, in the afterlife, they're going to be looking at that mountain, being like, "I'll never reach the top."
1: Mm. Ooh, yeah.
2: There's pictures of people that are like taking a photo on a mountaintop, and they look in the in the camera photo, and there's somebody behind them, I've and seen
4: they're
2: those. Like, yeah, Whoa. and they're like, "Nobody was here. It was desolate, but it showed up on film." It's that was happened. at the Grand Canyon. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's so cool. I love that stuff. (laughs) It's it's probably just like... It
3: sounds like you had a great spooky time while you did mushrooms.
2: I had a really spooky time. I figured out that hell is a piece of all of us and that a lot of organized religion is very evil and sinister and really only benefits a few... Of course, we all know this, but it really only benefits a few people. Mm -hmm. And I realized that um, a reason why a lot of abortion and... uh, uh, birth control pills are being rolled back uh, because we want more human beings because human beings are a commodity much like oil or salt or coal and we are being moved into another state like China where people have uh, nets underneath the iPhone factory because they just want to kill themselves.
1: Or it's like the Matrix and they're using us all for batteries, man. Something. You had a much more intellectual trip than I did.
2: No, it sounds like I would much rather your trip.
3: No, I just, <laughs> I cried because I felt like I was loved. Oh And I was like, the, the world is so beautiful. Yeah, Amber. That's not very smart, though. I was just looking at the clouds, being like, "Earth is pretty dope, you know."
2: It is beautiful. We got rivers and lakes, and rivers under lakes. They have Mm -hmm. underground rivers Mm -hmm. and ghosts on mountains.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know what I like to do sometimes when I'm tripping, and not really necessarily like eat a bunch of mushrooms and go full tilt banana, Uh, is just like have one little cap, you know, and then go to the movies. Ooh,
3: that sounds like fun. Yeah,
1: or like go for a walk and you have a little extra bounce in your step. You're not going crazy, but you're just a little kooky that day.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's so much fun. That's the way to do it. I've done. I do it all the time for the movies, especially if I got a big bag.
3: Are you good being around strangers while you're on mushrooms?
1: Oh yeah, they have no idea. I'm the best at pretending I'm not on drugs.
3: I'm pretty good too, but I ran into a bunch of people while hiking. And mm-hmm. people in Colorado are very, very friendly, and they all wanted to talk to me. And I was like, don't talk to me. I think I'm a spirit passing amongst you.
1: Did you tell them
3: that? No. I just oh. said, hey, how are you doing?
1: Oh, well, yeah. But yeah,
3: internally, was... I was like, they're not
1: real people. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Of God. course. Of course. Yeah. And you talk about, oh, I could chop off their feet.
3: I kept feeling like, I was like, are they getting bigger when they're in the periphery of my vision? It looks like they're getting taller. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. <laughs>
2: Hours after I made it out of the theater, because I kept being like, I don't like it here. And then like it took me hours to walk out, to have this self-will to be like, I don't like this, I'm leaving. Were you trespassing? No, there was like a like a festival thing going oh, on, okay. but I had already done my shows. I'd done everything, but I just couldn't handle like talking to people. I yeah. would run into people. I ran into TJ, and he helped me down, but I was like, hell is real. And they were like, what? And then I would just walk away.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Which is, by the way, something you've definitely told me sober.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. But I remember like I was in an alley, and uh, people were walking by, and I was like, I feel like I'm in a gateway out of hell and there's these sort of spirits that can't quite decide if they want to go to hell or heaven, some kind of purgatory dark place. And they're just sort of roaming and talking and kind of... There was this one girl who was kind of plump and laughy. She always, hey! She would laugh like that. And I remember like seeing a cross and I was like, oh, this is like a demigod demon or something, just kind of living in some purgatory.
3: You're
1: fucking right about that, probably. Hey!
3: Yeah. It's <laughs> not human. That sounds like you're in the hotel from The Shining. Yeah. yeah it's
1: too happy for me. I would, you know, but people get too happy, and I'm on mushrooms.
2: Gotta cut them out.
1: Gotta get rid of them,
2: especially when she does look like a little demon, and mm-hmm. she had this weird kooky necklace on, and it looked like a, like an old king was given a like a wardrobe piece.
1: So, did you have a good time or not? I'm trying to figure this out.
2: <laughs> I had a bad time, but I think I have a good time
3: talking about it later.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, I,
3: some people think there is no such thing as a bad trip. I, ju- there's just educational ones. Yes, yes,
1: that is very true. I had one trip that I would I would say one out of like my hundred trips that I've taken was was kind of bad, but only for I got real like lonely even though I was surrounded by everyone. And I was just like, leave me alone. Why are you asking me questions? And Aww. then like I don't know what happened. I just flipped. I think I took too much. And then we listened to that Jimmy caster bunch song. and like, you heard it like three times in a five times in a row, or something made me real cuckoo. You know it's a, the birth of Butt boogie? You ever hear that song How's that go? Boom na na, no 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 Just like that. It's that's he actually uses his voice and it literally sounds like that. But heard that for about a half an hour. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great song! I think everyone should listen to Jimmy Gaster Bunch "Birth of Butt Boogie." So much fun! I think we'll listen to this later when we get back to the house. Oh I yeah! I think you guys will really love we'll this. We'll use song. that
3: as our ending song.
1: Oh, I think that's a great idea. The Yay. Birth of Butt Boogie. You guys listen; it's something special. You know, and i a Tip, what got me out of it? Funkadelic, Maggot Brain, yeah. smooth on into it. You Sierra know, got me out of it. Ci-
2: Sierra, uh huh. <laughs> it's a ride, you know. You know her. You know her.
1: Music and joints are really what's going to get you through these mushroom trips. I mean, you like your friends, sure, they want to talk to you out of it or whatever. But a good song and some, it's yeah. an a joint. I think will really what's going to set you free.
2: I forgot to mention about Rhode Island because you said the music. I forgot that there was a boat for about. Because I was there for two days, and for two days it wouldn't dock or it wouldn't go out. But it was very cloudy, so it just kept going, ha, ha, ha. Oh, that's horrible. ha, it was just nonstop for two days. And then I was like, we are being oppressed by the king.
1: <laughs> Rhode Island's too small, <laughs> I can't find it. <laughs> Do you know Rhode Island's the same size of uh, Yellowstone National Park? I believe a little, it. A little fact for you.
3: Really? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, same exact size. A national park, the size of a state, I don't like it.
3: What are you talking about? Yellowstone's amazing.
1: I'm talking about Rhode Island. I oh. love Yellowstone. You know, they also uh, you can fit 13 Rhode Islands into Texas. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Rhode Island sucks. There was I was taking the bus <laughs> from Newport to Providence, and there was a little boy, maybe six years old, and he laid on the bus seats, and he was like laying bottom or stomach down. And somebody was like, "Don't you want to get up so your mother can sit down?" And he's like, "No, I don't want my mommy to sit down." And Whoa. I was like what child says this to the mother I wanted to spank him you should have in Louisiana I, w- I would have spanked him and people would have been okay with it
1: all the you know it always drove me crazy when kids were so mean to their mothers it, it, you know, even as a child like when I was a kid and I go over to your friend's house and he was just really mean to his mom it used to like totally ruin my opinion about the child
3: absolutely it didn't ruin my opinion I was just like are your parents not hitting you because they're hitting me <laughs> I would never say that bullshit
2: yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah.
1: What is some good advice for uh, people taking mushrooms?
2: Do it in a place that you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is
1: the
3: opposite of what all of us just, of us
2: just <laughs> did. did. Mm-hmm. Outside is good. Mm-hmm. I'd say
1: for you, if you've never done mushrooms before, get a couple close friends together and just do it at the house. On the you know, have a good patio, some pot, and some good tunes. somewhere with
3: some nature. Yeah, mm-hmm. and let
1: that be your first. Let that be your first run at it. Also, if you're doing a good first run at it, here's something I learned when on mushrooms, and I'll give you the gateway to freedom in your fucking brain: is uh, you put on Planet Earth, turn it on uh, silent, and then put on the Flaming Lips. Ah. <laughs> that is a blast. That is looks- like fun.
3: <laughs> also, what's great is on YouTube they've got all those super super HD nature documentaries now.
1: Oh yeah, they do. That's right. It's great,
2: and they also have. Um hours and hours of nature stuff like Mm -hmm. many times i'll go to bed to the ocean
1: that's Mm -hmm. good
2: or uh last night i went to bed at a swamp sounds at night Mm
1: -hmm. oh that's nice
2: yeah and you hear like little crickets and you know whatever the fuck that is but uh it's fun
1: one time when i was tripping i watched a whole two hours of the sunrise in the everglades it was wonderful
2: that sounds nice
1: and it's just you know just them like you know focusing on an alligator you know, or there's a frog somewhere, or there's an, an egret trying to fly away. Mm. Make you happy.
2: I was rowing out in the swamps one time, and it was so beautiful. I said to myself, when I die, I'm going to remember this moment, so hopefully I can live here again. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> Whooping cranes, and the sky turned like it was burning. Mm-hmm. You know, gorgeous.
1: One time I ate a bunch of acid, not mushrooms. I think acid is the evil twin of mushrooms, and yeah. then mescaline is, you know, the devil
2: and haven't done mescaline.
1: Don't do it. Have you? I've done mescaline a couple like? times.
3: It's a couple like, times? Yeah,
1: I mean, it's not as fun. It's like acid. It's not natural like mushrooms. Mushrooms fucking come from the earth. They acid do. and and uh, mescaline are made in a fucking lab. Mm. Or a bathtub, depending on who you know. And, <laughs> and I would say mescaline just kind of like always made me nauseous and like sick and like weird and like angry kind of. I was like one time I was like punching a couch you know just like it's like hey, yeah, you know he's leave stay off the mescaline you know stay it's no good it's no especially if you got mushrooms as an option but um uh, what I what I was trying to say about the if once you get to an expert level once you get past like your first couple trips you, you can start having some fun and then you can start taking it out to like Bruce Springsteen concerts or like uh county fairs county fairs are so much fun like a good like a like a like a good old like shitty fair at a at, in a parking lot by an Albertsons. That's like that's like where you fucking party. Those are so much fun. I love that. Go on the gravitron on a bunch of mushrooms. Going to a real theme park if you got a little extra cash. Going to Disney.
3: That's what
1: we should do. Oh my Field god, trip. we should do
3: Halloween horror. Nights.
1: I did Halloween horror nights when I was seventeen years old on mushrooms or on acid. We took pink elephant acid. And I remember I, we had two each and we were going nuts. And we all had a third one, a Navy Reserve, in our pockets, waiting to go. And I remember just everyone's like, we should eat our third one. I was like, all right. And I ate it. And then everyone's like, ah, nah, we're not going to eat it. And I was like, what are you talking about, guys? I just took it to you. So I was on a, to the moon for the rest of the <laughs> night. And everyone else was kind of normal. But uh, Halloween Horror Nights was nuts, man. My buddy punched a clown. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, bad it's, idea. It's a little intense. You know, I don't really suggest it, but man, did I have fun. <laughs> but we did grad night was the best. If you're from Florida, I remember grad, grad night, night, what they do is they shut down Disney at 10 p.m. and they let all the 18-year-olds into Disney World from 10 p.m. until 5 a.m., and they just let you go crazy.
3: In Florida, it's a big deal if you manage to graduate high school.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so big that Disney lets you go for free, but we all ate a bunch of acid on grad night, and I remember I got off the bus, which was the longest line ever, and I got off the bus, and I see my friend from school. His name was Alex Perez. I think he got deported. And I saw him his shirt was all ripped up and I just got there and he's like, Hey Alex, you alright? When I was like, Oh man, I'm not doing so good. I've been in three fights already. And I was like, Three
2: fights You're <laughs> standing in line. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah. Oh, theme parks, I can't I can't suggest it enough.
2: I mean, I would like to go to a water park, honestly, but I don't okay. want children around because they Impossible. pee on everything.
1: Yeah. I did a water park on acid one time and it was weird that whenever i felt like whenever i was in the water on the wave pool like it wasn't like hitting me that hard but as soon as i got out of the pool it was like it would just like boom nail it would nail all four of us it was like that
3: i feel like i wouldn't like that every time i do a trip i like to have all my bullshit with me you know
2: oh to like know where everything is like i'm like i've got a water
1: i've
3: got a phone I can leave whenever I want. Oh, man.
1: I just remembered uh, during that same trip at the water park, Typhoon Lagoon, Disney World again. uh, I I was in the middle of a conversation explaining something to someone and a bird flew out of nowhere and hit me in the face. And I tried to pretend like it didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) It was one of my better moves. I was just explaining to everyone it didn't happen, but a bird flew into my face. It could
2: have blinded you.
1: It could have, but it hit me in the side like the cheek.
2: Oh, I hope the bird's dead, right?
1: I think it was fine. (sighs) I don't know. I didn't really, I don't remember. That was the one thing I don't remember. When you're trying to play it off, you can't look down on it.
2: Mm. Well, I hear when you're on mushrooms, uh, animals and children, they kind of gravitate towards you. Like Mm. I was on mushrooms. playful. Playful. I was in the park and I was kind of like taking a nap a little bit or closing my eyes and I look up. And there were four toddlers around me. And I'm not like imagining this. They were really, and they're like, hi. And I brought like crayons and little fun things to play with. So we just colored. And I looked over at their parents and I could see them being like, oh, young lady wants to take care of it, you know, 10 minutes off my hands. And I was like, yeah. if you only knew <laughs> <laughs> how many drugs I'm on. There is-, is
3: something about being a woman on hallucinogens that people just like love you. Yeah. I had a great time. Everyone I talked to you loved me.
2: Yeah, because you're more friendly and open and hi. Yeah,
3: because I was actually grinning at men
2: <laughs> while walking around
3: <laughs> instead of purposely avoiding them.
1: Man, you know, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing, mushrooms. It really, I feel, makes you into a better person, it does. but it can ruin your life at the same time.
2: Can a friend of mine said he was sitting on the couch and his mother's dog always hated him and would just like, yep, 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 and we just hated him. And he sat down, and he was on mushrooms, and it just got on his lap, and then just like let itself be petted.
1: Yeah, same fucking thing happened to me. I, my friend had this dog that eventually had to be put to sleep because it bit everyone. Its name was Cyrus. And then one time I ate a mushrooms, and I was hanging out. The whole the dog wouldn't leave me alone. It was licking me, kissing me. The next day I came back, it wanted to kill me again. It was the weirdest <laughs> fucking thing. I think there is something now. how like you know hurricanes are coming. You know, the, the, the dogs know more than we know. Maybe your brain waves give off a different
3: vibration or something.
1: Yeah, or you got a better scent coming out of you, you yeah. know, because you're, you're sweating differently. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. We should study dogs. I mean, that was that's a study I would what, do. What we like as
3: the we brighter side of a brighter
1: side of dogs. That'd be an interesting one. I mean, but you know, is there
2: any bad sides to dogs? I mean,
3: I mean they, could they bite you.
1: people. I mean, they're right. bad dogs. I mean, they're shitty fucking dogs.
2: I've uh yeah yeah yeah. I saw a dog abort two puppies in the middle of a river. Oh, my
3: God. Amber, every time you tell that story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not an abortion if they're already born. It's murder it's once murdered. they're born. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she murdered him. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like a, you tell me that story over and over again, and I always block it out of my brain. What and do you think like, it And I'm like, oh, was? that's right.
1: <laughs> do you think the dogs were stupid and she knew it? Yes. I think the whole
2: litter was a, a piece of shit litter, and she knew um, but we, because we saved two of them, and they grew up to be piece of shit dogs. One of them even raped their own mother.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, she knew. She knew. Motherfucker! So we have brighter side of dogs. We'll put it on the tab. The brighter side of dogs. I'm they gonna rape gonna, their own. Uh, yeah, well, you know, they do lots of things. You know, Jesus they eat their own shit.
2: They do. Whenever people like lick their dog's mouth or let oh, their mouth. i'm like so gross it's been in their asshole
1: i do it i can't help it nah. i love kisses oh. from dog doggy kisses are so much fun Truly <laughs> think of your
3: beautiful girlfriend so on
1: sunday i'm gonna go look at a boxer
2: and he's getting a dog
1: oh i pictured you
2: like looking at mike tyson <laughs> no no
1: hey mike would you turn to the left please <laughs> <laughs> oh all right Eddie. All right, guys. Well, I think this is fun. I want to get more down into it a little bit. Uh, get some some proper scientific facts, you know, that aren't just like our whirlwind of, you know, like love towards mushrooms. You know, let's see let's see if we know somebody, uh, if we got to find an Alison Crowley type dude to come sit in with us. I
2: saw some of his stuff whenever, because yeah. I went to Ohio and I was, uh, I like to look at museums that are like at the bottom of the list that people like to see. Mm-hmm. And there's a witchcraft museum. It was through some like stupid door in a record shop. You paid $5. So it meant like they at least had something together. Yeah. But it had a lot of Aleister Crowley's, like his personal staff and his headpiece. Oh, that's cool. Weird. That's very cool. There was also a demon in a box.
1: Hmm. Man. I hate that shit.
2: Now, I took a picture of it, I uploaded it to Instagram, and immediately deleted it from my phone. I was like, I don't want this spirit in my phone. Haunted phone?
1: But you're haunted Instagram now. Shit. You're haunted Instagram. (laughs) Oh, man, I wonder how many ghosts are caught on Instagram.
2: Oh, just living in a a time loop of selfies and food porn? Yeah,
1: because they always show up behind people in their photographs. Really? Yeah, Instagram ghosts. Ooh, the ghosts of, hashtag ghosts of Instagram. Alright guys, well we'll be talking to you soon. This has been The Brighter Side. Amber, it's been so lovely to see you. Thank you too. And uh, Miss Mary Kelly, welcome to Los Angeles.
3: I'm loving it.
1: Hell yeah. You're know? loving it. And I'll tell you what guys, I'm hot, I'm happy, and Lord knows I'm still big. Let's keep it right. Be good to yourselves. The Cynics Look at optimi- Optimism. This is The Brighter Side and take a look at us on iTunes. Give us a little rate and review. Let's bump those numbers you fuckers. Love you so much. <laughs>
2: All right, everybody, rock and roll. Are we ready to get into the psyche of our jizz-cum brains? (laughs)
1: Dinosaurs
2: are real. (laughs) Hell is real. Heaven is real.
1: I know dinosaurs are real.
2: (laughs) Some people don't. Some people think they were put there by the devil. Well, this is great. Um, so we've been talking about psychedelics, baby, and yeah. we all had a goofy fun time with them. You know, maybe we, it opened up some kind of third eye with us, but maybe
1: a, uh, we yeah. were a little too everyone should do a mish. But, you know,
2: that's kind of our opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I did say I want to tell May-Laren to do uh, acid, but, you know, maybe uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think she should. I think she should.
2: But we've got, uh, there are some people that use psychedelics uh, to treat PTSD or mm-hmm. uh, for like major clinical benefits that are much more serious than the takes we have had. Yes. And on the phone, we have Brooke Arnold, stand-up comic from New York City, baby. Say hello, Brooke. Hey, Amber. How's it going? I am doing swell. So, Brooke Arnold, you said you've done... LSD, ketamine, and it's all to treat your PTSD?
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I um, actually uh, microdosed for about a year. I started around last fall. Um, And I started with uh, ketamine first. Um, And uh, that was a really different experience. You take a small amount, like a non-threshold amount, so you don't actually have a full trip
1: of special K, right?
2: Um, yeah, it's cat tranquilizers.
1: Cat tranquilizers? Do we are we right about that?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a horse tranquilizer. Horse oh. tranquilizer.
1: Oh man.
2: I didn't know that because I was doing that in Atlantic City.
1: My buddy got hooked on <laughs> horse tranquilizers. It was a mess.
0: Wow, Mister. You haven't seen my ass if you think a cat tranquilizer would work on me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I need a horse tranquilizer. I'm like, can you give me more? And I was going So where did you
1: get your horse tranquilizer from?
0: Um, just a regular, like a regular pot dealer. Um, I have a guy here in New York. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm hearing some. Uh, I have a guy here in New York. Who I was buying weed from and he started uh, stalking like other psychedelics. And I had read and been told by people about the fact that they had these tremendous therapeutic effects, like helping people with depression and PTSD and, um, so I just kind of got to the point where I thought, like, well, why not? You know, I'll give it a try. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Now I'm going to ask uh, a sensitive question. Uh, where, where does the PTSD come from?
0: Um, so I have uh, actually a complex PTSD, which is um, it's caused by, like, an ongoing traumatic situation versus, like, a single moment. So usually I think of PTSD as something like a – a soldier, you know, jumps out of an airplane, his parachute doesn't deploy. And so he has PTSD from that moment. Whereas complex PTSD is kind of, um, it's more significant damage to the brain and like long term process, uh, long term thought processes, because it's caused by kind of a long term traumatic situation. And mine was kind of growing up in um, just a really ex- extreme poverty in Texas. You know, um, I grew up in this weird like fundamentalist christian cult and ran away from home it was like a very very dramatic lots of very yeah. dramatic things a cult
2: oh <laughs> yeah, my but, god animal sacrifice
0: um no just you know just you know the uh institutionalized uh, enslavement and rape of women you know all, nice. all religion does <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> good lord and so this happened when you're a child and you obviously needed to work past it as time has went
0: on yeah, you know, you kind of get stuck in this survival mode and so you're you're always in fight or flight. You know, you don't have any other setting. You don't have like a neutral setting. <laughs>
1: and not and not to harp um, too much on stuff that uh that makes you upset, but what was your PTSD like? I mean, uh did you wake up sweating in the middle of the night? What was it uh what happened? What was like an, what was a common episode like, if you don't mind talking about it?
0: Not at all. Um, so I would – I had a lot of trouble falling asleep. So when I left home when I was young, I didn't really have a place to go. I ran away from home, and I didn't have a place to go. So I was homeless for a long time. And, but you can imagine when you're a, a young 17-year-old girl and you're homeless, it's very scary. A, to a nightmare. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, like, I – one of the ways that the PTSD manifested was I was unable to sleep. I would have nightmares, and I would wake up in a full panic attack and, like, every morning just have to kind of, like – there would be like a couple of hours where I was just in a total state of anxiety.
2: Holy shit. So you're like, I could live my life like that, or I could like dose down on some ketamine and be a person, (laughs) a
0: human being. (laughs) Yeah. And try. Yeah. I just kind of got to the point where, you know, you, you, you learn when you're, you live, when you live in a traumatic or an abusive or a neglectful or a difficult environment or you're homeless and you don't have a place to live. You kind of get in you learn these uh habits of relating to people in the world that keep you safe in that extreme environment, and then eventually what happens is when you get out of it, which I'm really lucky to have done, I was still in all of those all of those things that once kept me safe were just really bad habits that hurt me and like kept me from being able to really experience happiness or experience intimacy or you know feel like the world was a safe and happy benevolent place
2: like keeping people distant from you keeping your heart guarded you know but as you go a little older like it's good to bring people in your heart
0: right exactly you know and to not to not just you know not always be looking for the bad you, you yeah. get the habit of looking for the bad because the bad that's what keeps you safe from the bad you know but mm-hmm. then eventually you have to say like okay no one's gonna rob me in my sleep tonight I live in a real apartment now you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: and not to be judgmental but you seem pretty good now right you seem like you're yeah, doing well, all right I mean,
0: completely i i give i give you know a lot of credit to the the psych the, the psychedelics i have to say um, i give a lot of credit to like meditation and like you know other kind of like life coaching other self healing therapy other self healing process i've done but the, the psychedelics really changed my like emotional set point in a way that i didn't even think was possible
1: so you say you microdose how do you microdose on acid I never even, noticed, you, know, you just take a hit of acid and <laughs> it, then you, is, and you're goofy.
0: It's, it's a great question. It's a little tricky. So there's a great website called Arrowid. It's E-R-O-W-I-D dot org. Mm-hmm. And they have, um, it's just a really great resource if you're going to be using any kind of psychoactive uh, drug or treatment plant. Um, and they have like dosage, they have like dosage amounts. And so they, you take a thresh, like a, like a it's called a below threshold dose but for psychedelics the threshold is the point at which you start tripping or you start experiencing you know the more extreme effects of Mm -hmm. psychedelics do you take like a full donkey uh, kong i would take like one i would cut up the tabs with an exacto knife into like 18 pieces oh my lord (laughs)
2: wow
1: That's, that's that's impressive
2: so, yeah. so you're not living in, like, a full-on, uh, like, you know, you're not going to your, like, a, a temp job and just being like, I see rhinos in a fax machine. Yeah, you know, you're,
1: you're just not a Pink elephants, Dumbo. You're just, you know, a little goofy.
0: <laughs> well, the thing about it is, is, like, um, because it's, like, the acid liquid is slotted onto the piece of paper, it's not mm-hmm. distributed evenly. No. So there were a couple of times where you would get where, there was, like, a couple of times where, like, the piece that I took was, a little bit more, you know, and so I'm like in the park and suddenly like all the plants, the trees start breathing and I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> it was, that, that piece had a little bit too much on it. <laughs> and how do you deal with that
1: situation? Does that freak you out more or do you just like, ah, oh, I'll just ride this out?
0: I mean, I think part of the, I think that is the gift of psychedelic I think that's the greatest gift of psychedelics is, is the freak out. Is that You have to lean into the freak out, you know? Mm-hmm and good advice once you lean into the freak out that kind of opens you that i think that that's kind of where you start to you know, like rewire your brain and rewire your thought processes you know but it definitely like even at the small doses the acid would have like effects like reds were really bright you know so like i went yeah. to work one day i did go to my office one day and like and just stare at my coworkers. Had these red tennis shoes, and I just stared at them.
1: <laughs> so don't fight it. Ride the snake.
0: Ride the snake. Right, right. Leaning into this discomfort, this you know. And I, I started with, uh like I said, I started with the uh, the ketamine, and then I took it. I would take it like twice a week, just a very small amount, before I went to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after about three weeks, I remember I was up one morning, I was like, out in the rain passing out umbrellas for my job. And uh, I realized I haven't felt anxiety all morning. And I just burst into tears. And I cried for about an hour, just tears of just absolute joy and relief. Aww. It was like, as if you'd you been in physical, you've had a migraine headache for like 20 years. And then suddenly, it just was like, half as bad as it had been. And it was just, it was it's like those colorblind beautiful... glasses <laughs> yeah it was like it wasn't like a, a lack of pain but it was such a huge like relief of it that it was just you know life-changing
1: would you do me a favor because we have we have a lot of younger listeners who haven't gone through as much life experiences as you have of course and uh could you explain what your anxiety was like in case people are trying to look for signs
0: yeah, I mean, I think a big part, it's it was, you know, it's just kind of always slightly feeling uncomfortable, like you never feel like you are completely belong anywhere, you feel like, you know, something bad is always about to happen, you feel like there's a constriction in your throat, like around your kind of like uh, your lower throat area, you feel that tightening in your chest and your throat, you know. You might have a nervous tick, you might I rub my hand or my leg or my head when I get really mm-hmm. freaked out, you know,
1: man', and so now I mean now you seem like you're doing great I, you got you're a stand up comic. Would you have been able to do that before this? Uh...
0: um, I actually was doing it before that, but I don't think i would i think that it made me so much better, like I think it's been you know, like a breakthrough for my performance because I was always a really good joke writer, but I would—I had a lot of trouble being, like, loose on stage. I was very kind of guarded on stage, and a lot of my jokes were, like, very defensive. And so I think now it's much more about connecting with the audience and having a good time and laughing because you're kind of able to relax into that a little bit more.
2: That's great. Yeah, you can always tell when a stand-up comic is like, you know, you got to kind of be a piece of shit as a human to do this, but if you're guarded Mm -hmm. and, like
1: against right. the
2: world and just you know like a cat hiss of a human yeah. we don't like that
1: no no and the audience can tell
2: yeah we could sniff it out like a, dog.
0: <laughs> like a diggity yeah. diggity dog
2: so we're on the website right now and it looks like it's very professional it's all dosed out um it has it in um like what to do what to do next what to take take let me see how much is a microdose? so according to the website the third which is
3: going off of the research of Dr yeah yeah A moderate <laughs> d- dose. So, what you would take if you're going out with some friends is 100 to 200. Uh, grams of LSD, UG of LSD, or t- 2.5 to 4 grams of magic mushrooms. A microdose is about 10 to 20 of LSD, or 0. 0.2 to 0. 0.5 grams of magic mushrooms. But those are all different. I it's all it
1: like, is. I mean, uh, mushrooms, I've taken one mushroom and it made me go cuckoo bananas, and I also had a handful and it did nothing before, you know? So yeah. it's like it all yeah. depends on what you grab.
3: Yeah, but 0. 0.2 of a gram is like the size of a tic tac.
1: Yeah. Right? I guess so. Yeah, 0. 0.2 of a gram. Yeah, it's really tiny.
2: That sounds good. That sounds like you would go out and be positive in the world and not freaking out.
1: I I mean, I was talking about this when we were talking earlier. I love just eating one little cap or one little stem and then just going, you know, going out and no one even knows I'm tripping. You've been microdosing, Eddie. Maybe that's why
3: you're so nice.
1: Maybe it is why I'm so nice. (laughs) I love just a little, a little bit, you know, Planet of the Apes. I mean, who doesn't want a little microdose when you watch The Monkey War? You know, it's, <laughs> it's <good. laughs> I think it, I would be wary
2: of saying everybody should microdose because I think some people have an addictive personality. Mm. Um, I myself would be like, oh, look at that little tic tac worth of it. Why not take the whole thing? Yeah. I don't think I can understand myself how to dose small every day. Um, that's just me.
3: Well, on top of that, it looks like it's saying that you get onto a schedule where you take a microdose every. Th- Fourth day, so you take a microdose, you observe the residual effects, you have a day off, and then you do it again.
0: Mm. Okay, that's healthy. Yeah, I I did it. I only ever did it twice a week. I did it Sunday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was just me. That was just what I felt comfortable with, yeah. you know. And then as I started to feel better, I kind of spread out the doses a little bit more. Like went to once a week, and I actually haven't had one in a while. But I'm willing to kind of get back on another dose because I feel like you know the the positive effects they don't ever fully go away but they definitely do kind of start to you know blur around the edges a little bit perhaps <laughs> yeah do
1: you ever full dose just for fun just uh, yeah, to kick it yeah. oh yeah on,
0: we, on which on which substance i don't know whatever one makes you happy acid will <laughs> I say mean, mushroom acid yeah i've done mushroom acid i had a fairly large dose of dmt which was a lot of fun um
2: we were
1: just talking about DMT before we came in here.
2: Doesn't like uh, every living organism have it? And when you die, that's when it comes into your brain?
1: I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea about DMT. It's on my, it's, it's on my, uh, I've never done DMT. It's and on I, your
2: to-don't list or your to-do It's to on my to-don't list. I have
1: a, I have a rule, a, a strict rule. I'm 36 years old. And if I haven't done it by now, I ain't going to do it.
2: No, not when you're 90 and you're in the nursing home and you're like, fuck it.
1: No, mushrooms are fine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> DMT is noted for it produces mystical experiences involving euphoria and dynamic hallucinations of geographic, uh, geometric forms higher intelligences, extraterrestrials elves and god
1: that sounds cool
0: <laughs> <laughs> moving up on that to-do list Eddie <gasps> it's, it's very, a very common experience especially people who are using it for like therapeutic reasons and this is what happened to me is that you experience these like beings of light that actually performs kind of like this psychic surgery on you and they like repair, they rep- actually repair your body. Wow. wow.
1: That's great. Let me ask you something. I used to do a lot. You probably don't know the answer to this, but I figured I'd give a good warning. I did a lot of acid. And when I was in uh, high school, a lot of mushrooms, probably like when my brain was truly forming. Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of psychedelics. Like every holiday, we eat like two tabs of acid or my something God. like that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But um, Florida but, has
2: a holiday every other weekend.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, now I have like a perma like I, whenever I wave my, I have trails all the time. It's so dangerous. You just let us know that Eddie. <laughs> We're just waving our
2: hands in front of Eddie right now. I mean,
1: it doesn't freak me out. I just have it. It's just there. It's wow. a part of my life. You know, I, I don't know. Do you always like, if you wave your hand in front of your face, do you have trails?
0: Since you microdosing, I don't know, but I haven't done like large amounts. I've, I've. I've done a full trip once in microdose, but it doesn't cause any, like, long-term residual
1: effects. I'm sure it's different. I mean, for the record, I'm in a tie-dye shirt with no shoes on, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Eddie, Eddie, (laughs) I I have a friend who claims that Prozac stopped, his, but I cannot vouch for that verdict.
1: Good to know.
3: Eddie, just to let you know, that is a medical condition called hallucinogen persisting perception disorder. It's in the DSM-5.
1: Nice. Does it go away? Mm.
2: It only gets stronger. <laughs> mm.
3: Big angry ape. <laughs> <laughs> As yet, there is no cure for HPPD. Oh. Rock and
1: roll forever living an iron butterfly. <laughs> oh, my
3: God. It, it, shows that, it does show that does drugs that are used for Parkinson's it. can be used to treat it. Oh, really?
2: But yeah. it might give you Parkinson's, though.
3: No, No, just, that's not how drugs
1: a, work. No, no, it's not a drug for Parkinson's. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you just want Parkinson's, so you pop a pill, baby.
1: I feel a little shaky today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I gotta say, uh, Brooke, this has been so enlightening. I, I, I really, uh, I really think it's cool. And uh, thank you so yeah. much, thank you yeah. so much for talking to us. Uh, do you have any other questions, Amber?
2: I don't. I would like to say that I love how your, the positivity lasts for days and days. Like you said, you did mm-hmm. it on a Sunday and a Thursday, and then now you don't even do it that often. I, I love how it just sort of changes your brain to a positive space. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, it does. Um, I, if I, if your audience should check out um, MAPS, it's the Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies. It's a John Hopkins-based research group that's actually doing a lot of clinical work upon using psychedelics to treat mental illness and PTSD, and if you're interested in using it in that way, that's just a really great resource people should definitely check out, Um, and I I would definitely say that, you know, it's, it's changed my life in such a profound way. I'm deeply grateful for it and hope that other people can get the benefits out of it, too
1: that's amazing
2: and if you have any questions or concerns any of the listeners right end you know if you use psychedelics to treat your problems ptsd Mm -hmm. tell us about it
1: hit us up on the facebook page uh we're at the brighter side group you know you can go in there and just talk to us and uh, we're very open the whole community is pretty open about you know what we do and uh, what's been going down in our lives yeah uh brooke you got anything you want to plug got twitter you got any shows coming up
0: Yeah, I've got uh, two shows in the New York Comedy Festival. If you want to check those out, you can look me up online. I'm Brooke Arnold on all social media. (laughs) And I've got a brookearnold.com if you want to check any of that out. Um, But yeah, I'll be on the New York Comedy Festival November 11th and 12th. I'd love it if people came to the show.
1: Cool. What shows are you doing?
0: Uh, I'm doing the Church Night shows at the Cobra Club.
2: Oh, I love the Cobra Club. And Church Night is great. What a great show.
1: Nice. And I'll be at the Cobra Club on the 9th.
0: We uh, we were but we we're writing a special one. Well, they're they're doing it based off of the church that I was raised in, and then I'm doing a stand-up set about that. So it should be really fun. It's really yeah. I'm terrified, but it should be fun. <laughs> I bet,
1: I bet we'll break a leg. I'm sure yeah. you're gonna fucking kill it.
0: Thank you so much.
1: All right, Brooke, stay cool. Thank you so much for talking to us.
2: Yeah, thank you. God oh, thank bless you so you. much for having me. Yeah,
1: of course, of course. Go eat some acid. <laughs> All right. That was cool. That was enlightening. That was very enlightening. I'm yeah. down with that. I think there's what do you think, Mary? Microdose? I think I might be microdosing right now. <laughs> I think this is the way I should go.
0: Yeah.
3: I think that I
1: should just show up to the studio and just start being on drugs all the time. It's a little bit. Microdose. It's <laughs> called micro. I mean I actually wow. it's cruel because one of the greatest um drug advice I ever got, which I still stick to, is that everything's fine in moderation mm-hmm. except for murder. Mm. And uh and just but you know, moderation, I mean it's just like you have to use that as a tool because you once you go once you go bananas, sometimes you don't come back. Yeah. I remember there was this one kid uh who I uh who who used to like be one of the heads of the pep rallies when I was a freshman and he was a senior. He's a really cool guy down the earth, the whole school loved him. And then one day he ate a sheet of acid and he never came back. What? Yeah. And he just like never truly came back. And like, he's like, you know, you see him walking down the street honking on a tuba, you know, like he's like become that guy like ever since. And a so sheet like of every acid? Yeah. So everything's good in moderation. Mm-hmm. Don't go nuts. Try the microdose thing and then you'll know if you want more. There's, a, there's an old expression when it comes to drugs. You can always take more. You can never take less. Mm-hmm. And so uh, just go ahead and keep that in the back of your mind any advice any brighter sides to mushrooms before we sign out amber
2: make sure you're in a positive headspace because mm-hmm. i was in a negative headspace and you, the uh, the things keep lasting like the feeling like her positivity lasted my negativity lasted mm. like the di- next day or the evening i think it was like two days later i got up to close the window because it was open in the bedroom yeah and i was alone and it was dark and i was like the lights aren't turning on and i'm fumbling with the door oh no i'm still sleeping wake up wake up wake up amber and i woke up and i was like i felt it felt like i was really walking to the door to close it yeah that panic was real
1: i hate that shit (laughs) mary
2: you know life is
3: for exploring i think so Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to explore but again it's always to start off with a little and move up to what you feel comfortable and in doubt always have a glass of
2: water Yeah,
1: yeah. And if you want to kick that baby up, we talked about it before, get that OJ.
2: (laughs) Get that OJ. All right,
1: that's it. I'm uh, Ahmed Larson, Amber Nelson, Mary Kelly. You can check us out on social media. You know where to find it. Join the Brighter Side page. Let's get this thing cooking. Uh, Rate and review us on iTunes. And uh, I guess taking us out this week will be a little... Couple bars of Inagata de Vida" because it's the coolest song to trip out to because yeah. it lasts 20 minutes, so you don't have to change the you don't have to change the channel, you know. So uh, get in it, be free, and uh, enjoy your life. Oh, and it's called Inagata de Vida" because they were so hammered when they recorded it. It was supposed to be called "In the Garden of Eden," but they were trashed, and so they just changed the name of the whole album, and it worked out great for them. Uh, Iron Butterfly—that's—they have like five good songs, and that's one of them. <laughs> enjoy it. Uh love you guys, be good to yourselves, be good to your neighbors, and uh just you know fucking put a smile on your goddamn fucking dome piece. Alright, I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.
0: Don't you know
3: that I love you In a God of a vida, baby. Don't you know that i true?